Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Well, today I'm not going to preach a, a normal kind of a sermon. Um, I'm gonna what I'm going to do. I'm going to read four scripture passages, and I might share a few thoughts on them as I go. But at the end, I'll, I'll share a few thoughts, and then I'm going to pose a few questions. And then after I pose the questions, we're going to turn the Facebook Live off. For those of you who are watching, um, you're going to have the opportunity to answer those questions as you would on the Facebook page, because we want to hear from you as well. But we're going to have some family talk for a little bit. So I'm not going to be speaking for a real long time, um, but I, I want you guys to follow along with me in the Word. If you have your Bibles uh, or your Bible app, whatever you, whatever you prefer in 2020, I'm going to use a Bible app because it's going to be easier for me to read out here than my pages that are going to flop around. And we're going we're gonna to start off reading the passage of Psalms 133. And I want to say this before I start. I, I'm, I'm really feeling really strongly that God's heart, that, that one theme that's very strong in God's heart right now is the theme of unity. And, I mean, in the world we're seeing the need for this in ways that, you know, it's, it's amplified disunity in the world around us. Um, but but I, I just feel like for the body of Christ, for the church, this is really strong in God's heart is, is unity. And, and for us to grow in our understanding of the value system of God for unity and to embrace it and to put ourselves into it. Do you guys, you guys follow me on that? Yep. Amen. All right, I'm going to read an entire chapter of Psalms. It's a massive three verses. All right, it's Psalms 133. It's called a, a Song of Ascents of David. Um, here we go. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. What does dwell mean? Somebody tell me what dwell means. Huh? To live together. To live together. Yep. Anybody else have a, what's that? Stay. Stay, stay together? To live together, to stay together. Anybody else have any, any contribution on that? Yep. To be intimate together. Okay. So it, it could mean to abide together. Okay. Behold how good and how pleasant it is. This is a, that's a good and a pleasant thing when this happens. For brethren to dwell together. In unity. Everybody say unity. unity. Everybody say dwell together. Does that happen by by just passively trying to let things happen on, on automatically? Or does it take intentionality? It takes intentionality. It is like the precious oil. This is talking about an anointing oil upon the head. Running down the beard. The beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. 
It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Everybody say commanded blessing. Do you guys want a commanded blessing from God? He, he wants to command a blessing into your life. And it is life forevermore. Come on. That's a good word right there, isn't it? I love this part where it talks about unities like the present or the precious oil upon Aaron's head and it runs down his beard, his garments. Aaron was the first high priest that God had ordained in in the old covenant into the to to be the first person to minister into the into the holy of holies to take the blood of the lamb or the the bull into the holy of holies and to and to make an atonement for the sins of the entire nation and he had he had several parts of his his outfit that he wore but on it was a breastplate that had stones in it that had four four three rows of four stones on it and each stone represented each tribe of Ju- of of Israel i almost said tribe of judah every tribe of israel there's 12 of them so he bore every tribe basically what it means is he bore every single person every people group of the nation on his heart to stand before God's throne in the holy of holies the shekinah glory to stand in the shekinah glory being consumed by his presence he bore this on his chest before the lord so in other words the high priest represented every person in his presence in the glory isn't that amazing and it says it talks about the the oil running down his beard down his garments and i i believe it's leviticus 8 is when god told moses to to create this special anointing oil and he took the horn of oil when it was time to ordain Aaron as the high priest he poured this oil on his head he didn't just have one of those little uh, family bookstore flasks that you buy for four dollars that's that's scented and it smells nice and you dab it and touch the forehead those are good I like them but that's not what happened here he dumped a whole flask of oil on his head and it was so much that it ran down and it it made his entire body oily dripping with oil and that oil represents the anointing of the holy spirit coming upon a person for their assignment from heaven their heaven to earth assignment oil is bringing heaven to earth on the vessel the anointing covering the called one come on and that picture of the one man the high priest who bore the entirety of the the congregation of their nation before the presence of God. He it says the unity amongst the brethren who dwell together to God is like Aaron representing all the people in his glory dripping with anointing. Come on. Do you guys see in that picture that unity is very important to God. And that unity draws the anointing 
It draws the presence and it represents all the people. And, and the, the, those who are dwelling together in unity, God commands a blessing upon them. I want to tell you guys that unity is a magnet for heaven to land upon. Come on. It's attractive to God. It, it makes him want to be close amongst his people. And we all know Acts 2. They were, in, they were together one accord, one mind, one heart, and Pentecost happened. It's a, it's a new covenant picture. He released the anointing, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. All right, that's one passage. I told you there's four. I'm not going to preach a sermon on each one, so don't get worried. I told you this is going to be a shorter than usual service, and I'm in it. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 12, if you could turn there, please. <clears throat> I'm going to start with verse 12. I'm going to read quite a few verses. But I'm not going to preach on, if, on all of them, so don't worry. <laughs> Alright, verse 12. <clears throat> For as the body... That's talking about us in Christ. For as the body is one and has many members... That word members can be parts or it can also mean limbs. It can be the different pieces of the body coming together, right? So... As the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and all have been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand... I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would, the hear where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Everybody say, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the hand, or sorry, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor." And our, pre, un, and our unpresent, sorry, unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. Verse 25, And there should be no schism in the body. Anybody know what the word schism means? What would you say? Discord. Discord, what I hear over here. Division. Yes, the word, the word schism, it can mean discord, and it means division. So imagine taking a hacksaw and cutting off an arm. 
that's a schism. It's separating apart from the rest. Okay? There should be no schism, no division in the body. But the members should have the same care for one another. Everybody say, same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. I'm going to stop there. All right. So that's an amazing picture of us who are in Christ. The Bible calls us the body of Christ. And we're all a bunch of individuals who have your own identities, your own giftings, your own ways that God's wired you. You're unique and highly needed, by the way. Amen. Every single person highly needed by every other single person. Amen. Nobody is less needed than the next. Amen. And th Jesus loves his body. And he's the head of the body. And he needs his body intact. He needs his body honoring and loving itself. Each part honoring and loving the other part. Not allowing a schism, not allowing division or separation, but staying intact, staying connected at the heart level. Amen? And move on to the next verse. Ephesians 4. I'm going to read a few, a few verses here. I know a lot of people here have a high value for the five-fold ministry of the church, which I, I do as well. And, but this isn't just about the five-fold. It's about the body of Christ. Let me read 11 through 16. And he himself, Jesus, gave some. How many of you know that when you give something, it's a gift, right? So he gifted to the church. He gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some, some pastors and teachers as a gift. The gift is not the, the position. The position is the gift to the church. You guys catch that? And the, what's the reason? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Everybody say edifying of the body of Christ. This is important to Jesus. He loves his body just as we should love ours. Till we all come to the unity. Everybody say unity. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, 
but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Everybody say every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Everybody say edifying of itself in love. All right. I love this passage. How many of you would say that the body of Christ probably doesn't quite look like that yet? Okay. But how many of you could agree that this is God's dream and vision and plan and purpose for the church? Amen? And I, I want to say this is God's dream and plan and vision for every single individual church. It's for the church at large, and it's for every single congregation. So we're not going to see it at large until we see it amongst ourselves. All right? And I believe that within us, there's a DNA from heaven in Christ. He's our head to become this. I believe it. And I believe, I believe that this is a promise of our destiny. This is a promise of who we are, that we just haven't stepped into the manifestation fully yet. But this is, this is, not, only, this is not only God's dream, this is possible. This is possible. So recently, after we had a recent service and I was talking about unity, someone asked me later, do you believe this is possible? And I said, well, Jesus died for it. So yeah, it's possible. But there's a catch. It's not going to happen to you. It's going to happen because of you. It's going to happen... It's not going to happen by waiting for it to happen to you. It's going to happen by people who are choosing to enter into the maturity of Christ and to grow in humility, hearts of servanthood, hearts that look after one another and, and consider one another's interests and needs above their own, who are willing to lay their lives down. And I want to say Jesus has a pretty radical standard for what a Christian or a disciple is. And, and it's not to put a, a mark over a head saying, look how far you're falling. It's saying, look, this is who I believe you are. And I've put in you a spirit that if you will engage with it and, and be responsible and live my life, this is going to grow in you. Naturally, you're going to become that person. But here's the deal. We have to put ourselves into it for it to take effect. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so it's an amazing promise, but it comes with personal responsibility for each person. And the responsibility is not all on the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility, or should I say our responsibility, is to help foster this and facilitate opportunity for people to grow into it but people have to engage and put themselves into it as well just the same as I do and everybody else does too can I hear an amen on that because it's every person's individual responsibility 
to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And that comes through demonstrating love to the Father or to God first and to our neighbor as to ourselves. Hallelujah. One more passage, and this one's short. Same chapter, actually, but up at the top. Ephesians 1 through 4. Sorry, Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. Let me stop and say that this passage, are we still, still on? All right. This passage was not written to pastors of churches. It was written to saints of God. <laughs> that includes me, but it's to all of us. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. And you do have a calling. Can you guys hear me with that lawnmower back there? It's getting closer. Praise God. All right. With all lowliness. All right. Walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. You do have a calling to walk without worthy, that worthiness with all lowliness and gentleness. That's talking about humility and softness of heart towards one another. With long suffering. That means enduring when it's not easy. Bearing with one another in love. How are we doing with the volume over there? You guys okay? I invited you to come forward. <laughs> you guys can come closer. <clears throat> Hallelujah. There's a lawnmower over there. Thanks, dude. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. I'm back to it. Bearing with one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Endeavoring means to make every effort. Making every effort to keep, to protect, to maintain the unity of the Spirit through the bond, the, the heart connection, bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. I just read four passages. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pose some questions. And after I pose these questions, we're going to say bless you guys on the Facebook Live. And then we're going to end that, but we're staying for a little bit longer because I want us to actually, I want to hear from you guys what you feel like God's speaking on these things through these passages that I just read. Here are some questions. What is unity? What are the benefits of unity? What are the results of disunity? How do you build unity? What can prevent unity? So those are the questions. We're going to go ahead and bless everybody. I bless anybody that's watching the video. I want to ask you guys to be processing these questions before the Lord. Love you guys. Hope to see you soon. Bless you guys. <laughs>